In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. A question that I had to get answered in my life and continue to get answered, and I think it's a great question for us all as we come before our Lord once again in our faith is this. He is looking for me. He is looking for me. And it's an amazing, amazing reality that the God, the infinite God of the universe is just doing that now and all the time. This is about eight years ago at Mary Star of the Sea Parish in La Jolla, California. Actually, um, the grandparents of this girl I'm going to talk about are sitting in the congregation with us right now. I was celebrating a youth mass that Sunday night, and I saw, if you've been to that parish, I don't know, it's probably 100 feet or, or more, it's, it's pretty long, longer than that, to the, the altar from the back. There's swinging doors as you come into the church. And so I was up on the altar about 15 minutes before mass, and the doors kind of swung open, and there was Maddie, six-year-old Maddie, just in all her energy and all her life and verb. She was like jumping up and down, jumping up and down excited, full of life, and she was looking. She was looking, and she was looking at the altar, and I think the altar is a great place to look, right? Because that's the source of our life. That's the fullness of life, which we drink from, the fountain of life, each and every Eucharist. It was kind of like this boundlessness, this recklessness, jumping up and down. It was like sunshine was just beaming and bursting on the scene with complete abandon, recklessness, kind of jumping up and down. At one point got behind, you know, one of the pillars or whatever, then came out from behind, behind that and just running towards me. And I'm like, really? Is this happening to me? And as I, I reflected on Maddie, I go, that's Jesus. That's just like Jesus. So excited, bounding and reckless and just with abandon coming to us, looking at us with eyes and everything that were his focus. Fixed on me. Fixed on you. Fixed on us. Coming after us to know that. He is looking for me. That's the title, by the way, of this homily. He is looking for me, question mark. So the last three weeks, we've been talking about the Eucharist, trying to set it up, what the center of our life is of this Eucharist. But that first week, we talked about the hole in the heart. And so there's only one who can fill that hole in our, our hearts, and that's Jesus. It's not any person, place, or thing besides Jesus. And we can try for all eternity but we will never have that hole in our heart filled unless it's filled by Jesus. We talked about the wearer of that. We talked about the temple, the word of God, and the walls, or the Eucharist, God's word, and then the community coming and listening and eating the word of God and watching each other do that and helping each other to surrender to that. Last week, we talked about catcher. So we're a catcher, and we're attentive, ready, alertness, and openness to receive a 100-mile-an-hour fastball just to be ready to do that. And that spirit, the attitude of reception. And I wanna to continue to talk about the attitude today because it's so important. The attitude that we come in with before the Lord and how the Lord just wants to open it up for us more and more to the level of infinity, right? He's calling us to be one with him and how exciting that is. So if this love is true, this joy, this fullness of life is true, then be a catcher. That's the heart of our faith, 
to be a catcher, to receive what the Lord has for us. Remember, critics stand apart. Critics stand apart and they don't enter in, they don't participate. They just dissect things, but they don't share in the life that's offered here in the word of God and on the table of our Lord. So, got news for you. No more spectators allowed in this church. We're all participants. We're all in the playing field. Jesus is coming at all from heaven to earth this day to feed us with his holy body and blood. So we're moving from spectator to participants. And life-changing encounters await for us at every mass. Yes, it's a ritual, but it's an event where we can experience Jesus coming to us and offering communion and being blessed in that communion with him. Pope Benedict XVI has a beautiful quote that's been seared into my heart, and it is this. Being a Christian is not the result of a lofty idea or an ethical choice. Rather, it's an encounter with an event or a person which gives our lives decisive direction and a new horizon. Gives us decisive direction and a new horizon when we experience that. And what is the offer in this experience, this encounter in the event? We not only get the specific word when we experience Jesus, but we get Jesus himself. And we get the life of the Trinity in that. That's the fullness of life that we could have when we have that experience, that encounter with the Lord. Now, little philosophical demonstration, okay? So we have a red party cup. And you are the cup, I'm the cup, we're the cup. And the philosophical underpinning of this or the way that we can describe it is this. That which is received is received according to the mode of the receiver. That which is received is received according to the mode of the receiver. So here we are, this red party cup, and Jesus is the ocean. Jesus is infinity, wants to be inside of that. Maybe we call that Eucharist. When we receive the Eucharist, we come up in line to receive in the Eucharist. Jesus wants to be inside that. But it's really up to the mode of the receiver. So you and I can be like this. We can come to Mass and say, oh, it could be a critic, or we could be unopened, or we can say, this isn't really going to happen, or I, I really don't believe. And we can put our hand over that, and in a sense, render the all-powerful God powerless, the omnipotent God impotent for us because we're saying, nope, it's not going to be in there, whatever that reason is. Or we can open up a little, or we can open up more, or we can open up more. Now notice on this understanding or what's put forth about the reception, it, it doesn't talk about the mode of the giver. It doesn't talk about the will of the giver. We know the will of the giver. The will of the giver is totally poured out for us on Calvary and as we experience in the Eucharist today. It's about our mode as receivers. How are we going to receive that? We can say, no, we can stop that. So, what do we learn from this? It can increase or decrease. I don't know about you, but I'm ready for increase, major increase in this world that just seems to be decreasing and to be cut off from the source of our life in many ways and shapes and forms. So remember last week, we talked about the size of the container. It can be a thimble or maybe a party cup, or a five-gallon bucket, or a hundred-gallon drum. What's the size? What are we expecting as we come in? 
We know what is offered, so let's expect what's offered. The very life of the triune God that will not be defeated, that will be not deflated, but only increase and expand us to the level that God is from all eternity. I mean, it's just mind-blowing. I try to, my pea brain, try to think about it for a second. I can't even go there. It's just so amazing, and we know it's so good and so beautiful and so much better than what we have presently, and it will always be that. So we can think of, like, the size of the container, what's your container, and then another big one in that container is your openness. What is your openness as we come in today as Christ presents himself to feed us in our very body and blood. So we experience this and we can say, you know what, I'm not gonna go to that event in the church because that doesn't really speak to me. Or I'm not gonna go there because there's a person there I really don't like and I don't wanna be around, so I'm not gonna be around, so I'm not gonna go, so I'm not gonna enter in. So I'm not gonna participate and I'm not gonna share in that life. There can be many reasons like we stay away from situations or circumstances, but we can go and maybe it's a far from perfect homily or music, but it, we can go to, to that where a lot of people say, well, you know what's going on here? And you can go with an open heart and then you can be blessed and exhilarated by Christ because he speaks to you because he's always doing that for us, and how amazing that is. So where's our openness? Do you know people? I know people that they're just open everywhere all the time to receive the word of God, to receive his grace and say, okay, life is happening, let me receive that. And so the mode of receiver is totally open, receiving the infinite life of Christ where they turn left and right, and that's what's exciting. It's exciting to think about that, to talk about that, and share that with each other. Now, I just wanted to talk about maybe a couple places in my life where I've had encounter with the person of Jesus, this event, this life-changing thing. This happened over a course of years, but one big thing was that it's not about what I do. It's not about, oh, I'm gonna be a good priest or holy person and help out a lot of people. That's not the heart of it. It's not about how I'm gonna prove myself and say, yeah, he's good and he's a good man. It's about not what I've done, but about what he has done. Who he is, his life, and me being a catcher and receiving that, and simply receiving that and sharing that with you. And one quote that's worked on my heart over years and years is this. There is nothing you can do in the future to cause God to love you more than he loves you right now. So if you're like me, trying to earn it and to prove it and to show forth your goodness on your own with your own strategies and strength and power and abilities, this is a beautiful quote on the grace of God. There's nothing I can do in the future to cause God to love me more than he loves me right now. And I just simply have to come before him with open arms, open hands to receive that. Another thing, a big event, an encounter with the Lord over a period of time was to be a priest. To be a priest and 
I've, I've always wanted to take my life into my own hands and say, this is how it's gonna happen. This is when it's gonna happen. This is who I'm gonna be with. This is how it's gonna work out. But to be a priest and put my life into the hands of the church and to go where the church asked me to go and serve who the church asked me to serve and to, to surrender to that and to say, I've got to trust. Will I trust in this? Will I trust in you, Lord? Can I trust in you? Presence, the word presence is Latin. It means to turn towards. So as we're coming to his presence in word and sacrament today, we trust in the presence of Jesus. He turns towards us. He turns towards you. He addresses you. He doesn't lose you in the crowd. You're not lost on him. He sees you. He intends to be close with you. He intends to dine with you, as we'd say biblically, to befriend you, to speak to you, to live in you, to change you. Jesus is looking at you. He knows all about you, and he loves you so much, and in that love, wants you to come to the fullness of his love, fullness of his life. So maybe as we continue to look at the Eucharist and the Mass as we come together, the first part of Mass, basic, two basic parts, Liturgy of the Word, Liturgy of the Eucharist, this Liturgy of the Word that we're celebrating, maybe we can look at the Liturgy of the Word in the Bible as a phone. Do you ever get phone calls? <laughs> you get a phone call, and you expect somebody else on the other end to address you, and they're usually probably calling for a reason. Maybe they need something. Maybe, hopefully, they call just to encourage you out of the blue, whatever that might be. But there's someone on the other end that's gonna give you a word. But in the scriptures, it's the word of God. It's the living word of God. There's no other word like it. It's not human words. It's the divine words inspired through the human author for us to be able to experience his life. And so we can look at the Bible as a phone and it's ringing, and it's waiting to be picked up and to give us the message. And the message is nothing less than eternal life with Christ and how he wants to bring us into his heart. So let us remember Maddie and how Maddie is like Jesus, coming in the back, throwing open the doors, fixed attention, reckless abandon, everything, everything, eyes, everything fixed on us that we are the crown of his life, of Jesus' life and his creation. He's coming after us, he's running after us to give that to us, to share, that we can participate, we can receive that and give that back to him and, and share that with each other. Let us remember that. Let us remember that that's Jesus coming in the word, Jesus coming in this Holy Eucharist for you and me and you don't get lost on him. He's not lost on you. I've been lost on every other person I've known in life, but not Christ. He will never lose you. He will never not be 100% infinitely fixed on you. And that's the good news. That's the bright beam of sunshine. This boundless, reckless, unending love. Total abandonment at your service for your life, for your fullness of life. He is looking for me. He is looking for you. He's looking for us. He is looking for me, yes, amen and amen. 
And Jesus, we just ask you to help us to experience that, that you are looking for us with all of your life, all your power, all your greatness and love. That you are here with us and you see us and you're fixated on us with the infinite life that you offer us. Help us to believe that and help us to know that you're calling us in your word and in your sacraments to hear that and to, that you would befriend us and heal us and forgive us and save us and change us into your very life. What else is there? There's nothing else but that holiness and what you call us to, to live with you. And we thank you for that. We thank you for that you do see us and you run after us with you for us all. And we just thank you, Jesus. And we return that love. Amen.